Yo, what's going on, everybody? It's episode 41 of The Wise Guys. We're back. Another week, another episode. Man, how you feeling tonight, bro? I'm feeling great. It's a new day. Yo, I'm just glad to be alive, bro. <laughs> yeah, man, I can say the same. I can say the same. Uh, yeah, you know, so we're chilling the night. Chilling the night. We got a new product. Some would say, some would know. We are seltzer connoisseurs. Uh, we do like our seltzers over here at the guys. So today we decided to pick up that new cacti by Travis Scott. We're going to do a little review today. Neek's already cracking his. Yeah, let's see what this is about. Let's see what crack. it's about. What flavor you got, bro? Uh, I'm sipping on the strawberry for once. Strawberry? Yeah, I, I already went through the pineapple and the lime. So this is actually <laughs> all right. I'm going to see what this one's about. All right, yeah, man. I'm going to open up this pineapple. It's all right, honestly. It don't really have a strong flavor. Yeah, it's not really impactful. We're going to do this maybe like bar stool, you know, one sip, that's it. We're going to judge it and then take three or four more. I'll probably give it a, a 7.1, if we're being honest, 7.1, man. You uh, know what? And if, if y'all want to know, I'm going to give a White Claw a 7.7. So Ooh. it's kind of, you know, it's 0.5 off, in my opinion. <laughs> yeah, man, I got to say, I, I I am a fan of it. I like the taste of it. I got the pineapple here. I tried the lime earlier. Um, yeah, man, I, the pineapple's pretty pretty tough. I fuck with it. Yeah, it's a good drink. I don't know. It, it's definitely high. Like, I can see myself sipping it on the beach. I'm a, you know what I mean? Yeah, I'm going I'm to give it a solid 7.5. 7.5 out of 10. Word, word. Go nah, check that yeah, out. that's what's up, man. <laughs> but you know what else we getting into music-wise? You already know, man. We had a birthday the other day, actually. We had Big Sean's birthday. Happy birthday, Big Sean, 33 years old, man. Yeah, that was one of my favorite rappers when we were in middle school. <laughs> I bumped that heavy. I do it. Yo, that was my Detroit. shit. Yeah, yeah you know. that whole mixtape, man. Bumped that heavy. Uh, Big Sean is definitely one of the best rappers, wordplay-wise, lyrical-wise, um, flow-wise. His flow just always grabbed my attention, man. Yeah, he was definitely always talented, in my opinion. You know, he came on the scene with Kanye and all that. I know you're a big Kanye fan. Well, both of us are. Uh, so, yeah, it was I tough. Like the music. Seeing, yeah, man, for sure. Um, so, you know, that was pretty tough seeing him come in the game and uh, shake his shit up from Detroit. Um, but also, man, 10 years ago today, Wiz dropped Rolling Papers. That's right. Light one for Wiz today. Yeah. Bump that. Rolling Papers. <laughs> I'm pretty sure we were all bumping it, man. On my level, black and yellow, no sleep, all them, all them tracks. Man. I mean, Wiz is a goat, especially in our generation. The sure. people our age, Wiz was that dude. Everybody wanted to be Wiz. Everybody wanted to smoke with Wiz. <laughs> smoke uh, like Wiz. Yeah. yeah, all of that, man. I mean, Rolling Papers is definitely not one of my favorite Wiz albums. It's up there. But you already know I gotta go cushion yeah, orange juice. Oh yeah, for sure. Cushion OJ's a hit classic. But black and yellow was really that staple for him, man. It really, really blew Wiz up. Yeah, I mean it's the Steelers theme song. So <laughs> you know we gotta rock with it. Yeah, man. He's even ironically, he, Cowboys have a theme song, We Them Boys by Wiz too. So <laughs> yeah, he's just go. making the guys yeah. teams yeah, themes. He's making the hits. <laughs> making the hits for the squads. We already know. Um, but also, man, we had a lot other stuff going on in the music world. Lil Dirk recently just dropped the visuals for Hellcats and Trackhawks, man. It looked like he they was out there posted up in ATL, bro. You see Mercedes-Benz Stadium in the background. I don't yeah, know. That, uh, that beef is kind of weird. I don't know, man. I feel like they're trying to do it for Vaughn, but uh, Lil Tim got out apparently. What's your? I want to hear your thoughts on that, bro. What's your thoughts on Lil Tim getting freed? 
Yeah, uh, it was kind of really threw me off, honestly. The fact that Lil Tim is walking the streets now, apparently. I just, I don't know, man. It just don't make any sense to me. He's clearly on camera. He's Shavon. He's, you know, he's on camera killing somebody. Uh, so I'm not too sure how that went down or what the details are on that. You know, the down south laws, man, it's kind of fishy. I feel like self defense is real easy to claim out there. Yeah, you got a good point there compared to especially Jersey and like up here in this area. Um, but I still think something's fishy about that, man. It's just weird how he's out walking the streets and, you know, Vaughn's gone now. So it just don't make any sense. But, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought that up, bro, because I was going to say I do feel like that's kind of like a sub, was a subliminal thing, obviously. I mean, he's in ATL. He's from Chicago. We all know that. OTF. And they're posted outside Mercedes-Benz Stadium having having a party in the parking lot. So I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, man. I, I, I hear you. That whole situation has just always been weird to me, man. I feel like little Dirk means good. Me like, but I don't know. It sucks because I don't want to see one of them go down for something of retaliation Stupid, sorts. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? Because you know, if if they retaliate, if something happens, then the cops are automatically gonna go to them and yeah, all it's that. It's just gonna go down the lane, and that's how people get caught up, and that's how we stop getting good music, man. R.I.P. Pop. Yeah, for sure, for sure, man. And, and it just it's, it sucks because, like you said, you don't want to see an R.I.P. Vaughn. Nothing, nothing happened, man. So definitely R.I.P. Vaughn. I mean, that track is fire, though. Definitely love what Dirk's doing in the game right now. He's definitely been lighting it up. Uh, he's one of the top artists right now, along with little baby Drake, you know, the names. Uh, but speaking of big artists, though, we got New Future and Moneybag. Was it what I really expected? <laughs> yeah. uh, you know what I mean? For nah. the future of Moneybag we listen to. I mean, I know a lot of people fucked with this track. Uh, maybe it was, you know, it was good for the Jones and all that. But um, so, yeah, I mean, check it out if you want. Hard for the next. It's called by Future and Moneybag. Check it out. But on the other hand, Young Dolph, Key Glock just dropped Dumb and Dumber 2. First one was a classic. And, you know, we big Dolphin Glock fans over here at the guys. Oh, yeah. They don't miss, man. Every track is a banger. Uh, shout out band play, man. Really keeping them going. Especially that that trio, man, is just crazy. You get Dolph, Glock, and Van Play all on the track, man. It's a wrap. Yeah, it's over. And, yeah, man, they were really dope. They were chill when we met them at the show. Yeah, they were Philly, yeah, they're really chill. They were, Dolph yeah. and Glock, yo, they real down to earth. They, that's what's up, man. Yeah, they were really the Bulls. Put duo. On. Great show, man. Great duo. So we definitely been bumping that new Dolph and Glock. Check it out. Dumb and Dumber 2 on all platforms. Um, but... Also, it's crazy because Dolph actually announced a giveaway, a $100,000 giveaway, not at one shot, but there's a little trick to it. He said the person that could tell him the 10,888th word, four people, the first four people he decides are going to get 25K. What's your thoughts on that, bro? Shit, that's amazing marketing, man, for the album. I couldn't think of anything better to get your album uh, listens up and people just to really appreciate the music and thoroughly listen to it at the same time. I mean, people can obviously cheat going Rap Genius. I'm going to try and <laughs> listen to that track because I know what track it's on. Best believe I'm not going to give it out to y'all just yet. <laughs> uh, once I get out. my 25K, I will give it out to y'all. <laughs> but I will listen to that track, man. You know, we bumped off and key heavy over here. So that's easy. This light work. You already know, man. And, and yeah, I mean, it's a huge marketing strategy. But on the flip side, man, Dolph really is... 
Uh, he's a good dude, man. He's always doing giveaways. He's always doing some kind of contest. He recently, for those of you that really don't know Young Dolph like that, he recently, this man just gave out his Lamborghini personally owned, paid off his own custom Lambo out to one of his fans. Uh, you know, Wild. Yeah, so it just kind of goes to show you what kind of dude Dolph is, man. And, and he's independent, so shout out Paper Route. and Yeah, they really guys. appreciate their fans. For sure, man. Always doing a lot. But... Um, also, some big, huge news in the music world. Pop Smoke passes M, man, for the most weeks at number one on top rap albums charts on Billboard. Shoot for the stars, aim for the moon, and that's exactly what it did, man. It's just the smoke will never clear. <laughs> yeah, I know. That's, that's really crazy to me that he's kept that afloat, man, because I bump... Uh, a lot. I mean, I bump Meet the Woo heavy and Meet the Woo too heavy, yo. So I definitely bump Shoot for the Stars heavy. Uh, I just bump Pop in general a lot, man, especially when I work out. Pop's just really, he gets that music. He gets me going. But like, he makes me want to run through a wall. <laughs> yeah. Like, I feel like I'm in, like, the middle of a huddle about to go play football. <laughs> yeah, for like, sure, I'm about man. to play for Ray Lewis and them Ravens and shit. Like, <laughs> oh, 05 oh, no, Ravens, yeah. you said that for <laughs> yeah, them you got boys. me wanting to run through a wall. <laughs> nah, man, for sure. You know we're huge fans over here. And if you follow us, you know big fans of Pop Smoke. And you know what I mean? He just he was he gave us all that music in a short amount of time span and it's just insane how he was his age, twenty years old, man, and he passed Eminem on the charts, man, for the music. So it's just cra- it's crazy to sh- like what he displayed in the time he was here. I'll just I'll always say that. Oh yeah, for sure. His music just hits different, man. I mean, shout out A Top for using his uh <laughs> things for his workout videos, man. That that shit makes it uh, yeah, even better. Like I said, man, you can use it for highlight tape, reels, anything, it man. Makes it that much better. For sure, for sure. But moving on on episode forty one, we are going to get into a little bit of boxing and UFC. So in the boxing world, we have Mike Tyson agrees to fight Evander Holyfield. They're aiming for May 29th. It's on and off. I keep hearing mixed different things about it. Kind of a joke to me. No, this is not 1997, by the way. So we'll see what happens. (laughs) Yeah, I don't know how much I feel about this one, man. Uh, Mike maybe needs to give it up. Just enjoy retirement. Uh, just from the last fight that I seen him and Roy, uh, yeah, it didn't really go as planned. <laughs> in my opinion, maybe it went as planned for them, but I didn't really see too much effort put out, which I didn't really expect. But yeah, like if geez. you're fighting for that much money, come on, man, at least go like you're fighting when you were younger. But I, yeah, I'm well, not gonna talk because, like I said, I'm not in their position. I'm not in their shoes. Sixty years old. I don't old, know how it feels to be getting in yeah, the ring. sixty, getting yeah. in the ring after being in the ring for that many years. So, I mean, I appreciate him still giving the fans something to look forward to, but. I'm not really looking forward to this fight. I can't lie, bro. Yeah, I think it's kind of of a joke. Hopefully no ears get bit this time around. <laughs> so, you know, I again, I think it's all just in fun. And it's probably going to be like another Roy Jones and Mike fight. little friendly expedition, but, you know. But on a more serious note, on the UFC side, this weekend, on Saturday, UFC 260, Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. Second round KO, man. He had dropped that boy. And it was insane because now the UFC now has three African champs, which is dope in my opinion. I mean, Israel, Adesanya, Usman, and now Francis, man. So that just goes to show you the type of talent that's been coming around in the UFC recently. Yeah. I mean, they say if you're the top heavyweight champ, 
in the UFC that you're the baddest dude on the planet. And I got to agree with that 100%. I'm not fighting Francis. I can <laughs> tell you right now. I don't care how drunk I am. Uh, no, if I try and talk shit, then please pull me away, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like, not doing it. <laughs> yeah, man. Francis is an incredible fighter. He's his, tec- his technique is just... I, I watched the fight personally on, well, some highlights of it. And just the way he made Stipe look like a, he was a rookie, honestly. Yeah, it's, like, it's a, it, it was a miracle like to watch. Kind of like a scrub. I, I can't lie. Stipe did get him. I did see that one time where he stunned him. And they talked of about course. it earlier on first take. Uh, Francis was saying that he did get him. Because he didn't want to doubt that. like, And that's another thing that I really appreciate about him. He's real humble. Like, He won't go out of his way to down another opponent. He's just all about respect. And if he wins, then he knows he's winning. Like, I, I just feel like he has that mindset, that it's different a switch. mindset. Yeah, it's a switch. He turns on and off. I see he's one of them guys that he's can really turn respectful. that switch on and off. Yeah. You know, It's like Khabib. Khabib's it like makes a, you not, like, it's hard not to root for him. Exactly, and I'll compare it to, like like I said, Khabib. And the way they have that switch to where in and out of the ring, they kind of have, you know, they're all about respect outside of the ring, and they're very nice nice people probably. But once they step in that ring, they turn that switch on, and it's yeah. go time, and it's you, you versus me. My life versus yours, that's how they look at it. But he really displayed his talent on Saturday and put on a show, man. Second-round knockout against Miocic. And yeah. apparently now, the source from Joe Rogan, I'm not too sure. Uh, Stipe might retire now, bro. I would, it wouldn't surprise me. I heard that he's a firefighter in his time off out of the UFC. <laughs> yeah, so it really would. Yeah, it's shout out to him for that. Uh, so it really wouldn't surprise me there because I guess Bull is really putting his body through some hell. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. Definitely, man. Um, but yeah, what I, what I really wanted to get into with you, man, is... So they're talking about that Sean, that Sean O'Malley thing, which I'm pretty sure you've heard about. Yeah, just uh, about to get on Yeah, the, the third-round KO. Uh, do you think it was necessary for him to do that? Yeah, Sean O'Malley versus Thomas Almeida. I'm not too sure if I pronounced his last name right, but a third-round KO, as you just said, bro. Uh, they're saying the last punch was unnecessary. My opinion, I didn't watch the fight live. I did see the highlight, or not the highlight, but I've seen the video of the punch, that last punch that they were talking about. Uh, it looked like Almeida was down. He was, you know, maybe surrendering his guard, but if the ref didn't call the fight, the ref didn't call the fight. O'Malley throws that deep, deep right hand and completely destroys him. I mean, it just See, yeah, it really I, put the ice I'm on a the firm kick believer is if the ref does not call the fight, then you just go until the fight is called. Well, so, exactly. I, I, in my opinion, I feel like if the ref called the fight, unnecessary, man. Just leave it alone. But if the ref didn't call the fight and you think the bull is getting back back up, then, yeah, it, by any means, just keep knocking them out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, and that, that's what, you know, they're trained to do. Um, you know, you are supposed to listen to the ref's demands and calls as well. Um, you know, and was it uncalled for? I, I don't know. I can't tell you because I didn't watch it live, like I said. But from what I saw, uh, it didn't look like the ref really called the fight or stopped it until after he hit him with that last punch. So not really sure what went on there. I, I, again, I might have looked like he was moving back up. So I don't really blame O'Malley for throwing the last strike. Um, but on another note, we also had Tyrone Woodley fighting over the weekend, man. Woodley takes another L, man. What's your thoughts on this? Yeah, actually, bro, before we got into that, I really wanted to get into the UFC. Three African champs, man. Francis Ngannou, Israel Adesanya, and Usman. What's your thoughts on that, bro, before we get into the Woodley? Yeah, man, just like I touched on earlier, it's just incredible to me that the fact that the UFC now has those three guys 
as champions. And, and like I said earlier, man, it just goes to show you the type of talent that's been in the display on the UFC recently. I feel like it's really been on an uprise. I feel like back in the day, UFC, you had a handful of guys that were nice. And uh, nowadays, you've really got a lot of talent going around. So I think that's incredible. It's huge for the game. Yeah, for sure, bro. But back to the Woodley thing, man. I mean, Woodley, uh, he's definitely... He, when I was younger, all right, we'll start with that. I used to play UFC. I'm pretty sure you can relate. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, but Woodley was my guy, my go-to dude. I thought he was the man, yo. It, I started watching some of his highlights. He seemed like a legit fighter. You know more about him than me. You follow Woodley a little bit more than I did. I'll let you get into that. But I feel like he just fell off a little bit. Correct me you're, if I'm wrong. You're, you're absolutely got the, you know... Nail on the head there. I, I would say, you, you know, again, Woodley really did fall off recently. And, and it's kind of sad because watching Woodley when he first came in the game, I mean, we were probably like, what, 14, 15 years old. I mean, we were in high school when he was a big name in the UFC. Coming out, man, he was knocking everybody out. The dude was feared. I mean, guys like him, Anthony Rumble Johnson, all them guys, man. And just to see Woodley in the position he's at now, it kind of reminds me of the Daniel Cormier effect. Uh, if you remember, Cormier, he started out hot in the UFC, made a big name, household name for himself. He was a heavyweight champ, all that. And I feel like after that John Jones stuff, he really started, it was like a snowball effect, which is the same thing that's happening with Woodley. Um, just note the fact that Woodley really has lost. This is the third fight. This is that he's lost his last three fights. Um, you know, so it, just that, in my opinion, this this fight on Saturday resulted in a round one submission, and I, I don't know, man. He just doesn't look like the same fighter to me, in my opinion. Yeah, nah, one hundred percent, man. I mean, so one thing that really is starting to play a thing in my head is that the guys that come back to fight are just really not it and don't bet on them <laughs> like I mean McGregor showed you that he wanted to come back and win he got his ass whooped I mean Woodley wanted to come back and win he got his ass whooped um it, it's just a Cormier, trend yeah, nowadays Cormier did it. yeah Cormier as There's, you were related to um a lot of a lot of different fighters you see it happen yeah. because they think they still have it the way so, they used to yeah, what, what I really wanted to get into that is that I feel like it's it's really hard in UFC to take some time off and expect to still have it. So it just shows that being in the ring 24-7 is really needed to Honestly, win UFC. Fully. Yeah, you can't just take a couple months off, come back in, and beat somebody's ass unless you're Khabib. You can't be uh, stiff <laughs> for a long amount. Yeah, long period of time. Exactly right. You can't be stiff for a long period of time for any sport, let alone a combat sports, MMA, boxing, You especially those sports. I mean, you've seen NFL guys have taken a year, two years off, three years off. Look at Alden Smith, man. He didn't play for over a year, I think longer, way longer than that. Came back and beasted it last year on our D-line. It's just things like that you see, but combat sports is completely different. You take time off, it affects you. We've seen it with McGregor Purier. Speaking of that, news that leaked today, McGregor Purier 3 might be approved. It could be approved as soon as this weekend. So who knows what's going to happen. <laughs> uh, didn't know I yawned. Uh, it just really doesn't catch my attention anymore. Uh, uh, what's your thoughts on that fight? I got to hear well, it, Well, McGregor Poirier 3, I feel like, has to happen. It's only right there is a trilogy fight. Being both fighters are one and one against each other. Yeah, they fought seven years ago. McGregor won. They fought just a few months back. Purier won. And if, if you look at the way he won the fight, 
He, he got McGregor. He beat him down with that leg kick, and then it just went down from there. Hit him with that shot. I believe it was a left hand. I don't know. It might have been a right hand. Hit McGregor. He fell. He stumbled. He was down, and then, he, and then it was over after that. Uh, I do think McGregor has juice left in the tank. Don't get it wrong. I don't think McGregor is McGregor seven years ago, let's say. But I also think he does have enough juice left in the tank to go one more time with Poirier uh, to do the trilogy fight. I think it's only right, man. Yeah, 100%. Man. I understand where you're coming from. Uh, definitely want to give the people what they want. You don't want to end on that weird number. The, yeah, you got to you know do it. It's mean? almost uh, like a rule in the yeah, US. Yeah, you got to end Got to end it. Especially but if it's one and one. I know you know what I mean. Uh, it's just getting boring at this point. I'd rather see McGregor versus Nate Diaz, if we're being honest. <laughs> but that's just because my boy Nate Diaz deserves that. I want to see him whoop that ass. You know what it is, Nate Diaz. But, yeah, the West Coast Reaper, man. Yeah, you know what it is. We always yeah, shout out know. Nate Diaz over here, man. But let's get into MLB, man. Thursday? It's this, that soon. I mean, yo, MLB baseball is here. is back. Baseball is here. This week. If you guys didn't know... This guy's a Phillies fan. I'm pinstripes all day, every day of the year. Yeah, he Yankees means blue Nation pinstripes, over not red. Um, Aaron Judge, <laughs> Giancarlo Stanton, Garrett Cole and them boys, okay. Luke Voigt and them boys. Okay, yeah, we the got Yankees it. are coming for the chip, man. Okay, okay. I can't be mad at that. I do like the Yanks squad. Always fucked with the Yankees. Uh, I know my Phillies fans are going to be mad at me for saying that, but I'm a diehard Phillies fan. Don't get it twisted at heart. At the end of the day, you know I'm rocking the red pinstripes. JT Romuto, Bryce Harper, Didi, which came from the Yankees. And you got Joe Girardi on his second year coming in. You've seen an improvement after last year uh, with him coming in versus Kapler. He's gone out the window. Bye-bye. And we had Joe Girardi come in, and it was a complete difference, honestly, in the team. Uh, we didn't make it as far as I would like, but I do blame the bullpen for that. You guys heard us get into that many, many of times. Um, but I do believe we're going to be a lot better this season, and I'm liking what I'm seeing already. So opening day schedule, we have some big games to look forward to. We have Phillies versus Braves, a division showdown. I love it. I love it. I love it. If it wasn't the Nationals, I would want it to be the Braves. Angels, White Sox, which which is going to be incredible. Yankees, Blue Jays, Nationals, Mets. What's your thoughts on these matchups? All I see is a lot of star power, man. A lot of young stars. Uh, the rookies are coming out, showing up. Juan Soto definitely evolving to become one of my favorite players in the league. I know you uh, didn't bring him up, but Soto is... So let's just get into him real quick, man. I watched this piece that ESPN did on... Uh, I think it was... I forget off top, but they did a little piece on outside the lines, but they did a little piece on him. Uh, he comes from the Dominican Republic, man. And DR. yeah, you know, all the stars basically are originated there. They live, eat, breathe baseball. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Shout out them, man. But he just takes baseball to a whole nother level. I feel like he calculates every pitch exactly how. So what he was basically saying in the interview was he, he ran through his first MLB debut hit. He, ran, he got into the box. He knew they knew he was a rookie. And he said, watch, they're going to throw that fastball inside. Exactly what they did. He swung, hit a home run on his first at-bat, bro. He's just different. I yeah, mean, I'll, I'll never forget yeah, that. He, play, he toys with pitchers. Juan Soto is on a whole nother level already in the league. And we're going to see a whole lot more from him this season. So definitely get your popcorn ready. Nationals, Mets, you got Lindor, Soto, Showdown. Uh, Blue Jays, Yanks, what's your thoughts on that matchup, man? I know Garrett Cole's heating that arm up. you know, But the Blue Jays, they got a nice squad, man. Yeah, nah, the Blue Jays is serious. Uh, they got that 
rookie Bo Bichet. Yeah, uh, yeah, and uh, a lot of the rookies, like I just said, man. Yeah, the young Toronto, the young stars are really just coming out, and especially so. It's awesome because it's a mix. I feel like in the in baseball at this point, like you got Bryce Harper still doing his thing. You got Mike Trout, the old heads still showing out doing their thing, and then you got the youngest so. coming out, Aaron Judge. I don't consider him an old head, but he, you know what I mean. He's, he's been in doing the his thing. Of yeah, like Soto and you, Bryce. Yeah, Harper. you know what I mean. Yeah, so he's just coming out. Uh, but we got Lindor, Soto. We got all the youngins, Robert. Yeah, I feel like baseball is in a great spot right now. You can't complain. One hundred percent. I think the Yankees Blue all Jays. around pitching wise too. We got some aces out there. Garrett Cole, as we related to uh, Blake Snell, yeah, all Blake them. Snell. Yeah. Oh my God, yeah, yeah. I, Kershaw is definitely coming out of that playoff curse. <laughs> so it, it might be a beautiful thing to see. We'll see we'll what happens. It. I mean, but yeah, well, uh, Trevor Bauer on the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, yeah. oh. now there's a lot of talent going around in the league. Um, I Dodgers think are going to be scared. Baseball is on and up. MLB is definitely on and up talent-wise. you got a lot of young stars coming up and old stars, like you said. Not really old, but guys that are still doing their thing. That really uh, are kind of still in their prime. You know what I mean? You've got Rendon, Mike Trout. That duo over there in Los Angeles is something you got, different. you still got Pujols doing his thing. you still got – exactly. Pujols is doing his thing since, what, 2004? <laughs> Longer? Yeah, like, I mean, yeah, insane. come on. I mean, yeah, we were in grade school, so I just <laughs> it just goes to show you, man. Uh, but I'm glad you brought up Lewis Robert. Uh, definitely a young star on the rise for Chicago, man. I, I definitely think this Angels-White Sox matchup is going to be better than people expect. And also, can't forget it. Like I said, Phillies Braves. Bryce Harper has been bombing stuff. Oh, that man. matchup is going to be insane. He's, he's hit. He's he's been cracking them, man. He just hit a home run today. Shout I out. I feel like Bryce. it's going to be JT versus Freddie Freeman that game. Uh, watch out for that. It's going to be a slugfest. For sure. But one thing I wanted to get into, man, we were alluding to uh, previously. I, I, we didn't touch on it on the last episode, but I wanted to touch on it in this episode, man. How do? You, what's your thoughts on the MLB just being so like evenly spread out? Like we were getting to every team basically has a star. Like you can't name a team without a star on it. Exactly, and, and I'm glad you brought that up too because we we really talk about this for all sports right now. If you think about it. Um, and those of you that, that are listening, like, think about it. MLB, NFL, NBA, if you think about how all three of the leagues are, and, and NHL too, um, but sports in general, in 2021, we have every team, I would say, you can name a, a star player almost or a, or a solid player. Maybe not elite, but a solid player. Maybe two, maybe three on every single squad. So I think that's great for the league. I think for MLB especially, it's great uh, because it's really been on a downfall the last decade. So I would say it's really been on an upward the last few years. And I think all the talent that's coming in the league is definitely helping that. Yeah, 100% agree on that, man. I like to see it spread out evenly. I like to not see specific teams building super teams, a.k.a. the Nets. Let's get into that. (laughs) Which I like, that's literally what I wanted to get into right now. So the Nets, what's your thoughts on that, bro? Them forming a super team, I don't like it. Yeah, you, I, I feel you, like it's too easy. The, you've all seen the memes. Harden, on Kyrie, and KD isn't enough. If that wasn't enough for you, the three-headed monster that they got over there in Brooklyn, they now added more players to their squad. Uh, Blake Griffin. I mean, let's just talk about that. Like him going to the him going to Brooklyn, 
And then they just played Detroit the other night. He goes off for 17 points, three rebounds, two assists on his old squad. And he made a little comment. He said, it's funny because for the last how many years I've been hearing I'm trash, this, this, and that. Uh, so he really just goes in and fills in more depth than what they even need right now. He's still got guys like DeAndre Jordan that are playing on the same court, which they played together too. So the chemistry is there. Uh, I just think it, the Nets are definitely a problem and something to worry about right now in the East. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I don't understand who's going to be able to beat them. Uh, I know their defense was looking kind of sus in the beginning of the year, but, yeah, but they, they just solved that. Uh, yeah, their defense is now going to look nice, and it was getting nice before they added Blake even and Aldridge. Uh, I don't know, man. Like I, I like the super teams kind of compared. Like the Heat was an all right team. Obviously, you know, I'm a Heat fan, so let's not get a little biased. But the Celtics were a crazy team, like how we saw Garnett team up with Pierce and Allen. You like to see it, but this Nets team, just something about it is just, I mean, I think they said something like five players have five or more all-star selections, bro. Like, At at some point, it just becomes too much. I just read it the other day. Their team combined has over 40 all-star appearances. You heard that correct. Not four, not 14, not 24, 40 all-star appearances. So that in itself just goes without saying that this might be one of the craziest super teams we've ever seen in NBA history. Uh, yeah, you think about the Warriors, but you think about, you know, the Heat and all that. But this is just on a whole nother level. You have Kevin Durant, Kyrie Irving, James Harden alone. And then you add guys like Blake Griffin, Aldridge. I mean, it just it, they just keep stacking. And it, But I will say, on the flip side of this, though, I haven't really seen all of them healthy at the same time. Yeah, so <laughs> that's what I wanted to allude to, kind of. It makes it that much sweeter for Heat fans like me or, or fans of teams that are building their team from the ground up, a.k.a. the Sixers as oh, well. Shit. So it just so, makes it that much sweeter. And talking from experience, like when the Heat got to the playoffs and then we got to the finals last year, man, I was like, oh, my God, like we're really in this. Like we made it. We don't have three, four (laughs) superstars on the team. We got Jimmy Butler, Bam, Hero, Duncan Robinson, Kelly Olenek, Dragic, and them boys. Like we don't have AD. We don't have LeBron. We don't got KD, Harden. You know what I mean? So it just makes it that much sweeter. Talking as a Heat fan, if the Sixers make it, I will be hyped for them. Like, just teams building from the ground up. For sure. And I want to see nothing more than Philly to make it, obviously, Sixers fans. So, you know, we all want to see that. And really because the process has been since we were, like, in high school. Bro. So <laughs> trust the process. Trust the process has been since we were, like, fucking 14. So, I don't know. Like, it's just it, the process is almost processed i uh, hopefully i mean it's just you know you want to see it happen you want to see them make it i think the sixers have a legitimate shot at going to the finals but they got to make it past the nets which scares me yeah definitely i don't know if the sixers are making it past the nets to be honest i hope they do yeah definitely need jojo back and healthy and you need uh ben simmons to play I mean, he's been he's been playing lights out, man. That's what I wanted to touch up on a little bit yeah. too. Ben Simmons, defensive player of the year, in my opinion. Always, uh, I hear Draymond coming out saying that he's the best defensive <laughs> player ever in the NBA. I really I can, wanted to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, I, I mean, Draymond Green saying that he's the best defensive player of all time. NBA is just it's almost it's really hilarious honestly it's laughable um I don't know if he was just being Draymond and saying wild shit like he always does in the press conferences and all that but uh when you really look at it it just 
off top right now, I'd say Ben Simmons is, is like you were just talking about, man. Ben Simmons is a better defensive player right now than Draymond Green. Um, there's definitely way. Uh, maybe I even put JoJo up there. I was That's two say, players off the Sixers better two than Draymond. Two players off the Sixers. But we're not going to sit here and down Draymond, but no, I wouldn't but say he's the best player, defense player Dennis ever. Rodman. Yeah, give me Dennis Rodman over Draymond <laughs> Green any day of the week, I promise Give me Rodman you. all day. He's bullying Draymond. Give me Ben Wallace over Draymond. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, definitely, man. But back on the Sixers real quick, I just wanted to touch on it before we moved on to the next subject. I got to see a little more effort from Dwight Howard, not play-wise, because he's, he's been fine, you know, when he's in the game and not getting thrown out of one. But Dwight Howard's got to chill out, man. He's got to calm down with getting ejected. What's it, two games in a row, man, he got ejected. So that's just a bad yeah. look. And Doc I mean, is not happy Yeah, about. Doc called him clowns. Uh, <laughs> I was cracking up when he said that live, man. Doc really so keeps a real – Yeah, <laughs> Doc is the coach of the Sixers. He's the coach for the Sixers. He's the coach the Sixers He was ready needed. to suit up. Yeah. Uh, he's What they needed, man, he talked sense into them. What he was saying was truth. They were a bunch of clowns. Uh, Dwight Howard to get ejected for that was kind of clown behavior, man. I mean, he kind of walked into Montrez on some nut shit. I don't think he should have did that. He could have easily avoided him. Uh, it was just Dwight being Dwight. No, definitely, man. I, I think it was Dwight being Dwight at the end of the day. They were playing the Lakers when he got ejected the first game. I get it. Um, but, I, you know, like I said, you just got to – you yeah, can't – NBA. When Joel, when Joel like Embiid's not starting and yeah. you're the next yeah, especially man Especially they gave up Tony Bradley. You cannot do that, man. You just can't do it. When you're the next guy up behind Joel Embiid, the MVP caliber player that is on your team, when he is out, you got to step up and be a little more mature in that situation. Yeah, 100%, man. But we want to get into more Philly teams. On the Philly topic, <laughs> yeah. drum roll. Eagles <laughs> signed Joe Flacco. I mean, Philly. I'm not mad at it. I'm really not mad at it. In my opinion, bro, before we really go off on that, before I let you go off on that, uh, I think it's better signing than Nick Foles. Uh, you can hold that against me. You can tell me I'm wrong. I think it's better signing than Nick Foles. Well, you, you can't really argue too much on that fact because they both have one Super Bowl. So, <laughs> I mean, you can, it's a good comparison if you think about it. Um, I just think Nick, Joe Flacco brings that authentic Jersey I, Philly I will say, back. You know what I mean? I'm gonna, Nick Foles did win a Super Bowl with them, but Joe Flacco brings that I, Philly. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm, and I'm going to touch on that because I'm going to hold the bias aside being a Cowboys fan. We all know your boy. I'm a Cowboys fan at heart, um, but I'm going to sit here and say, you know, I'm from the area, from the Philly area. So I will say Joe Flacco going to Philly is a solid move for the Eagles. Uh, you know, going into this year, you're going to say their starters, Jalen Hurts. But if Jalen, God forbid, Jalen Hurts gets hurt, you don't want to see it. Well, I didn't mean to say that. <laughs> but Jalen Hurts gets hurt. Eagles fan, <laughs> his house with pitchforks. Yeah, if Jalen Hurts gets injured, uh, goes down, Joe Flacco is not a bad Next guy up. He's not at all. He's got a Super Bowl. He was a Super Bowl MVP in 2009 with Baltimore. And as you said, he's a homegrown guy. He's from the hometown. I mean, um, I, I cooked for the guy. So yeah, yeah, that, yeah. that's a little flex. <laughs> I cooked for Joe Flacco, Super Bowl yeah. MVP. My uncle uh, went to school with him. The they restaurant. were in the same grade. So it's yeah, just, he's, it's, he's really affiliated around yeah, here. Shout out Joe Flacco, even though we hate the Eagles at the guys over here. Definitely. Now, no offense to y'all, but... It is what it is. Shout out Joe Flacco. <laughs> Shout out Flacco, man. I think it's a great signing at the end of the day. One thing I wanted to get into with the Eagles, man, before we moved on from the Eagles talk. Oh, six to 12th. I mean, my God. <laughs> What's your thoughts on that, bro? I think they're trying to be up to something, but that really wasn't a smart move, in my opinion. When you're in the Eagles situation in the NFC East right now that is growing 
Um, and we'll touch on that. I mean, they could have got Jamar Chase easily at sixth. You're at sixth. The Cowboys are now picking before them, which is why I'm getting into this. If you're, if you have the sixth overall pick, okay, after the season you just had, your franchise is potentially in shambles right now. Carson Wentz is gone. You guys got rid of him. Jalen Hurts, you're expecting a big year from him. You just signed Joe Flacco, as we were talking about, and you really have no receivers left. So in my opinion, and you have other, other issues as well, defense, offensive line, you name it. The Eagles are definitely in a rebuilding spot right now. So to, to, it just doesn't make sense to me to trade from 6th down to 12th. And again, when your rival in your division, the Dallas Cowboys, will be picking at 10. So they have two, the, the, you know, two picks before you, you go up there and decide who you want to grab. I just think that was a wrong move, man. That was the wrong move for Philly. Yeah, 100% the wrong move. Uh, the, it just... Things just come out, too, in the media, which so I'm not 100% sure if it's correct. But I was hearing talks that they were really trying their hardest to move down to number three spot, apparently, before the Dolphins and 49ers did their trade. And that just really puts a bad taste in my mouth for uh, Jalen Hurts. Because if you find out that your team was really trying to trade down, you know they're trying to trade down for a quarterback. There's nobody else in this draft to trade down for. So they were probably trying to get Zach Wilson, and that did not work out. And if I'm Jalen Hurts, I got a sour taste in my mouth from that. Yeah, and you can't argue that fact at all. Uh, if they were trying to trade down, what else were they trying to do with their third pick other than draft a quarterback? But, um, yeah, I, I don't really get the thought process. Maybe they're trusting Jalen Hurts. That's why they traded down, and they're going to still get somebody for, you know, the good, you know, good price. But it just it still just doesn't add up fully 100%. But I don't know. We'll see what happens. I'm not necessarily mad about it being a Dallas Cowboys fan. Uh, thank you, Philly. Uh, now, you know, I don't have to worry about them picking before us and stealing one of our guys like they usually do. <laughs> but, um, but you know, moving on, though, as you said, man, Niners trade three first-round picks, acquiring the third overall pick from the Dolphins. Man, Miami trading with the Niners. What's your thoughts on that? Who do you think they're going after? They're definitely going after uh – I, well, I would have said Zach Wilson, but we know he's going to the Jets. I think they're actually going for Mac Jones, man, which is kind of odd to me it right out of because it, it's like replacing Jimmy G with Jimmy G. Uh, Mac Jones, I would have rather them have gone after Sam Darnold, if we're being honest, over Mac Jones. Yeah, I mean, I feel like Mac Jones is going to have that upside, but he was carried. He was surrounded by key pieces. Uh, his wide receivers are studs. Jalen Waddle, Devontae Smith. I mean, I probably could have succeeded and Alabama with them. <laughs> but um, not to discredit him, he is an accurate passer. I wouldn't have mind him on the Steelers instead of Dwayne Haskins. But I think that's what they're really – I think that's what they're trying to go for, bro. I think they're trying to get Mac. Yeah, I'm not going to disagree with you there. That's my first thought. My first instinct is going to say Mac Jones at three to the Niners. Um, but I wanted to get your opinion. What's your thoughts on Justin Fields in this draft? Where do you think he falls? Justin Fields, uh, I think he goes to the Panthers, for being honest. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure where they're picking at. I think they're picking around seventh, eighth. Yeah, I want to say they're definitely under there. eight. They're under yeah. eight. Um, but I, I can see that. I can see Fields being a great fit. Um, on Carolina. I think they're moving on from Teddy. Pro pro comparison is your boy Dak Prescott. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I, I think Fields is going to be a force in the league. I loved him in college. I liked watching him play. He did. He really did remind me of Dak uh, Russell Wilson. He's that kind of quarterback. You know, he's a dual threat. Um, I think Justin Fields should get a lot more praise than he has been. 
Yeah, one hundred percent. Justin Fields definitely throwing bombs. Uh, them last. I think the last game he played against uh LSU. I think it was or Clemson. It was it was one of them teams. He really didn't look too hot against. Uh, yeah, but Bama, you know? Bama, Bama, Bama. Yeah, Bama. yeah that that's who it was. Yeah, you and can't really chip, be mad at I that. Mean, you can't be mad at uh, that. Yeah. Dante Smith running around the field. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> Najee Harris running the rock. You can't. Yeah. Well, I'd like to see him with elite casts surrounded <laughs> exactly. by him. Exactly. I, I feel like the Panthers have a young wide receiver core. Uh, they got CJ. I think they still got Curtis. Sam- nah, did they get rid of Curtis Samuel? No, I think uh, they still have Samuel. Um, they do have uh, Robbie Anderson. Yeah, no, nah, they got a good cast coming up. Yeah, they got they got speedy receivers. I think he would be a really great fit over there. And the Carolina seems to always have this style of running back like Cam Newton. They haven't moved on from that. Uh, that, but I guess if that's what works for them, that's what works for them. Tyrod Taylor probably moving on. So we'll see what happens. Um, but yeah, I, I would like to see Fields go there. I don't think that's a bad move at all for them. And I could see Matt going to the Niners, but I do want to get your opinion on something before we head out today, bro. NFC East, which you know my team's in. NFC East, what is your worst to best right now with the current situations that they're dealt? Giants just signed Galladay. Uh, now they think they're going to win the division or go to the playoffs. I don't know what Giants fans are thinking, but uh, that would be my guess. <laughs> they're beefing the defense up a little bit. They're getting hype. Uh, you know, good for y'all. Uh, <laughs> but uh, in my opinion, they're second to last in the division still. Yeah, man. I mean, I think you just uh, hit the nail on the head. Uh, I'm going to go number one, Washington, just because Ooh. of the simple fact that their oh, defense, yeah. their their front four – on the defensive end is just insane. Uh, Chase Young's a beast. I feel like he's going to have an even better year this year, which is crazy. Uh, Terry, scary Terry. Terry McLaurin. Not Terry Rozier. Uh, yeah, Terry McLaurin. He's definitely a beast. Uh, yeah, they, they just got a nice squad over there, over at the uh, Washington so football team. You had to but, rank it one to, you know, one to four. You put Washington number one. Washington one. I'm going Cowboys second. Okay. I'm going Giants third. Okay. And the Eagles, obviously, fourth. Just because <laughs> I, don't, I feel like they don't have anything figured out over there in Philly. <laughs> but I will say the Giants third because Saquon is coming off a serious injury. Yes. Don't know if he'll be the same. I expect him to be better than AP's he was, to be honest. Recovery, yeah, cool. I expect Saquon to come back even better. Cool. But I had them third specifically because of the offensive line. I feel like they could have – well, we'll see what they do during the draft. But I feel like they could have touched more on that in free agency – I, I feel like Galladay wasn't a pick that they needed to grab. I feel like they were grab happy with him. Yeah, uh, they got Slayton. They have Evan Ingram. Uh, they could have been fine. Sterling Shepard. Sterling Shepard. Yeah, they could have been all right without grabbing Galladay for that money. No, yeah, I, I agree with you there. Um, I am going to disagree with you on your list, though, and say, obviously, the Cowboys are taking the division this year. Dak Prescott coming back off the injury. We all seen it, the scary injury. But the world will be normal again Cub September when Dak is under center. Zeke's pounding the rock. The duo's back. Uh, and he's throwing the CD, Amari Cooper, and, you know, MG out there on the field. So we're, we're going to see what happens. I'm hyped to see what we do in the draft. But I definitely got my boys going number one. One, taking the division, Dak's going to have an MVP caliber year and maybe comeback player of the year. But I'm going to go Cowboys number one. And then you this could guy call me biased. Yeah, you could call me biased. 
but I'm going to go Cowboys number one, Washington number two. So that's all I'm going to flip here. I'm going to say Washington number two. I love Logan Thomas, the tight end, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry of the NFL, Antonio Gibson. They just got Ryan Fitzpatrick. And I think, in my opinion, they're going to be more of a problem that we're going to have to worry about in the NFC East. And I think that Washington Cowboys is going to be the rivalry of the division this year. Uh, The Eagles are scratched out. Giants are scratched out. Um, I think that Cowboys number one, Washington number two, then I'm going to go New York and then Philly. Uh, Philly is dead last this year, in my opinion. Call me a hater. Call me a Cowboys fan, cowgirls, whatever you want to call it. But I'm just calling it as I see it. I think that... The Eagles just, like you said, bro, they're, they're just in shambles right now. They don't have nothing figured out. And clearly, if they were trying to go down to three and now they're at 12, they really don't even know what they want in the draft. So I think that, you know, Jalen Hurts will have a decent year, you know, if everything goes well and uh, works out in his favor. But I still don't think it's going to be enough for them to do anything, let alone in, in the league, let alone the NFC East. Um, you know, I think Washington was really smart with how they played this offseason so far and free agency, grabbing Farns Fitzpatrick. They get rid of Alex Smith, and now you have that. Chase Young, you can't forget the force on defense there. Their front, and I, I think that they're going to be a solid squad. So I got Philly dead last, and then New York third. I got New York definitely third, as you said, man. They signed Galladay. They didn't really need it, but it is an addition to their team. Um, I think their defense one of the best in the division. I can't lie. The Giants defense really impressed me last season. I'm not going to be a complete hater. Uh, I will say that they, you know, they're adding. I think they have a better defense than Dallas. Oh, yeah. yeah. Last year, completely. Uh, On on paper, they shouldn't. 100%. On paper, no. But uh, how they played last year, yes. And I will say, I'm not making excuses, but Mike Nolan won and done for a reason. I hated the fact, I hated that hire when they brought him in. Should have kept Chris Richard, Seattle's old Legion of Boom defense, a coordinator, had our defense ranked top five just two, three seasons ago. Now we were almost dead last last year with Mike Nolan. That was a McCarthy hire. Was not happy with that. Um, but they got rid of him, and that's why they fired him, because we were almost dead last. Uh, we let up the most points last year. So I think I would love to see you know us go for defense in this, this draft um, and, and pick up some solid pieces and see what we could do. I love Dak coming back, and I think we're going to make a run for it. Yeah, 100%, man. I mean, the NFC lease is going to be a toss-up. Ah. <laughs> so <laughs> we'll definitely see what's going on to happen in there, man. But one thing I want to touch up on before we ended the show, bro, is who do you got as our way-too-early MVP this season? NFL MVP? Yes, sir. Well, you just heard me say it a few moments ago. Dak Prescott. I'm going to say Dak Prescott again. He's coming off this injury. He was playing an MVP caliber year this year before he got taken out. I get he only played five games, but still, he was on pace to throw for 5,000 yards. And I'm telling you right now, his arm has did nothing but progress since he came in the league. Everybody says he's a running quarterback. He is, but he can also throw. And I think people are really down on him when, they come, when it comes to Dak's arm. Um, he is more of an accurate deep ball passer than... Your boy, everybody's boy, Patrick Mahomes. I guarantee you a lot of people didn't even know that. Uh, So that just goes to show you that I I feel like Dak will be just fine with his arm. He's going to come back and play an incredible year. If he could stay healthy, I think he's on an MVP level. Yeah, 100% agree with you on that, man. One thing I'm going to say is I do have Kyler Murray MVP, but I will say to throw people off, watch out for Matt Stafford. He will be in the talks. Matt Stafford recently being traded to L.A. He's on the Rams now. We'll see what he does. Definitely going to have a better situation over there in L.A. 
Um, he was in, he wasn't in Indianapolis. We seen what he did out there. Yeah, wasn't in Detroit. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I feel like he's always had accurate arm. He's always he's always could get, have got it. He could have always got it done, but he just <laughs> never had the pieces. Yeah, the wide receiver is always injured. I mean, his yeah. best player spent most time on the bench. Calvin Johnson uh, was probably the best guy he ever played with. But, um, but again, that's all they had was Calvin Johnson and Matt Stafford. You know, you can't win a Super Bowl with two players. Uh, but I do think Stafford will have a better year than he even did last year. He's in a better situation over there in L.A., in my opinion. Uh, don't get it twisted. The Colts have a solid squad. Naeem Hines balling out, you know. Um, they, you know, they do have, Jay, you know, Jay, Jonathan Taylor. You know, they have guys over there that really showed out last season. So it's going to be interesting to see what Wentz does over there in Indianapolis. Yeah, definitely. I don't know how he's going to do. I mean, they're gassing up that Frank Wright-Wentz connection. Let's see if it works out. Keyword gassing. I, yeah, I think it, it, maybe it will because of the fact that he has keys over there in uh, Indianapolis. I mean, Michael Porter Jr. Not <laughs> Michael Porter Jr., Michael Pittman Jr. Uh, he's definitely a beast over there. Uh, T.Y. Hilton, they just re-signed. Uh, their offensive line is pretty scary. Yeah, so he definitely has weapons over there in Indianapolis. It's set up for him to come back. Yeah, he's Wentz Carson's in a way better situation on the Colts than he was over there in Philly. Anybody with eyes can tell you that. But uh, that pretty much wraps it up for the NFL Talk today on episode 41. We were back this week with everything. You know we had to touch up on what was going on in the music world. UFC, boxing, well, not really boxing. You know, we got Mike Tyson, Holyfield. Again, it's 19, not 1997. Um, but we got into UFC 260, Francis Ngannou versus Stipe Miocic. MLB is coming back on this week, Thursday. Who's tuning in? Um, definitely hyped for that. And, we, yeah, man, we got into it all today. As always, bringing the heat week in and week out. Appreciate y'all rocking with us. And I think that's it. Yeah, for sure, man. We touched up on everything, like you said. MLB is back. I'm excited for it. We were winning our bets heavy on that MLB shit, especially in the playoffs. Yeah, yo, the NBA free agency was crazy. NFL free agency is crazy. Everything is crazy at this point in life. I'm glad it's getting nicer out. The weather is changing up the mood. All I want to do is day drink and smoke blunts outside. Hope y'all have a good one. Yep. It was a great episode, man. Yep, and and bump that new Dumb and Dumber too while we doing that. And don't forget, man. Um, you know, like we said, we're coming with the Heat week in and week out. We appreciate y'all rocking with us. We are posting more frequently on the page. Check it out. Posting more posts, uh, coming with more creative content as usual. We're always trying to come up with more stuff for you guys and better content week in and week out. And uh, keep voting on them polls, too. We're coming at you with the polls. It seems to be y'all really enjoyed the movie polls. So we're probably going to be doing that once a week now, bro, giving them the movie polls. So look out for that, too. Yeah, for sure, man. Definitely. We're getting up there with that content. And as I said before, man, I hope y'all have a blessed day. You already know. Peace.